And sponsored by Wrist Work Custom. We in the building. It's your boy Richie Carlisle. We got Crooked Halo on the phone. What's popping? What's popping? What's happening? Yo, say what's happening. What's happening? Yo, what's all to the good, man? Hey, tell the people, the good people that's checking with us right now, what we are talking about today. What we're talking about today is there's been a a survey, it actually came out in August, but it speaks to a lot of what um, people deal with in call centers, in offices with cubicles, and quote, open spaces. The study is that most Americans would sacrifice $5,000 in pay to have a casual dress code at work. What? Most places, yeah. Most places um, have a dress code. We talked about dress codes earlier this year. Um, A lot of companies are leaning more towards the business casual look. A lot of companies are allowing people to wear jeans now. Um, But the study was done by Ronstadt. And if you don't know who Ronstadt is, Ronstadt is a, um, it's a, it's, it's a, basically it's like a, a temporary agency and recruitment. They have recruiters, they have headhunters that go through the different industries and try to recruit people into better jobs. They also are a temp service where they will place you into um, into jobs, you know, if you meet the criteria. And the study they did is 33% of workers would actually prefer an in formal dress code over an extra $5,000 in salary. So, and that the same percentage of workers would even consider quitting their job 
were turning down a job offer if a casual dress code wasn't on the table. So basically what that means is people are willing to take less money, quit, and even not take a job if they can't be comfortable at work. Man. Which got me to thinking, it got me to thinking, because I'm somebody, especially if you've ever been in an office environment where you don't deal with customers actually on a physical face-to-face basis, meaning the only people that you see during your workday are your coworkers. You're not dealing with a, with a client, you're not dealing with a customer. My thought was always, I worked for a company that required a business professional dress code and required that the women had to wear heels. Well, first and foremost, the, the heel requirement to me was, was stupid as hell. Yeah. And because I have um, a medical condition, even if I didn't have a medical condition, I wouldn't have worn a shit. But because I have a medical condition, I was able to give them the card. Like, yeah, no, I can't. I'm not doing that. Not for eight to ten hours a day. I can't do that anymore. Um, but we didn't interact with people on a daily basis. We did not have customers coming in that really warranted us having to get dressed up in a suit every day. Mm. And they weren't paying us enough to warrant getting us in dressing in a suit every day. So today's topic is, would you consider a job, taking a job for less money if they had the dress code that you wanted? Mm. Okay, that's what's up, man. Because, like, you know, as a telecommuter, infamous telecommuter, my dress code is pajamas <laughs> and a T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you're, you are a minority. You're not the majority. Most people that most workers are not telecommuting, so that's not something that they can even think about. A lot of these companies, even though they should give people the opportunity to work from home, they don't. Right. So for you telecommuters, you're not in this conversation, Um, at least if that's what you're working now. Had you ever worked for a company that had an unnecessary dress code policy and you didn't deal with people, with clients, customers on a daily basis, meaning nobody walked into your place of business that wasn't a coworker, that wasn't an employee? Mm -hmm. I've worked for several mortgage companies. One mortgage company had a professional dress code and it was like why nobody's coming in here the only time you're ever going to see a customer is if they're coming to drop off paperwork or they might request you to be there when they're signing the closing paperwork and on that day yeah you can get up and dress up and look professional but any other day why do you need to come in there with a shirt, suit, and tie? Why do you need to come in there with heels, pantyhose, you know, A-line skirt? For what? I get it. To me, that doesn't that doesn't service anything and doesn't create a decent work environment. It's another rule that's completely unnecessary. This survey was between – they polled people between the ages of 18 and 65, and – one of the things in that poll was 79% of the people said that their dress code at their current job was either business casual, casual, or non-existent, no dress code, meaning you could pretty much come in wearing whatever as long as you didn't look like a slob. Right. I mean, most of the jobs now, sense. you know, a lot of the work that we do, 
unless you're at a place of business, meaning you, if you're if you're not interacting with actual customers, the dress code is moot. It's like why, you know, at least for me. You know, now if you now if you are you know in a showroom or something like that, or if you're actively prospecting. And you know, see if you're doing face to face interactions, then I understand. But if you're not, then that's a whole different ball game. That's a whole different ball game. Like when you sell, when you sell life insurance, home insurance, most of the times, whoever you're employed with, you have to go out and you have to farm for business. Meaning, you have to go out and you have to interact with people on a daily basis. People you know your friends, you know, different businesses. If you work for a company like Aflac, Aflac, you have to go and you're going into different businesses. You're meeting with different um, representatives of the company. You're not dealing with the actual, with the, with the worker bees. You're dealing with the people that make big decisions because you're trying to get this company to offer Aflac to their employees. So in those situations, in those cases, of course, you're going to dress the part. You're going to look like a professional because nobody is going to buy anything that you're selling. If you come in there with a, you know, free whoever T-shirt, ripped jeans, and a celery, it's not going to work, you know? So it's certain situations where it's definitely a need, but most people and most people that work Paycheck to paycheck, meaning the average American worker who ain't but one major $400 mishap from being thrown into a complete financial spiral. If you get up and you're going into a call center every day or you're going into, you know, you got your little cubicles, the open spaces, in no way, shape, or form do you need to be in there in a suit. For what? Why would you? Why do I need to dress up for these people? I don't even like none of you motherfuckers. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't need to come in here and get all dialed up to deal with the sexual harassment that's going to come from Facts. Oh, my God. Not and people don't realize that a lot of that, especially for women, a lot of things that women deal with in the workplace is due to the dress code. Yeah. Especially when you're somewhere and you're in a professional environment and they want you in, in these three-piece suits where you're looking your absolute best. Of course, you're going to have people making passes and saying inappropriate things and thinking it's okay. None of that is okay. If you didn't know, none of that is okay when you're at work. It's not okay. Keep your If, if you cannot give someone, man or woman... A compliment and it not have any type of sexual undertones, overtones, or just doesn't come across as creepy. Keep your damn mouth shut. Quoting Project Pat lyrics in the in the lunchroom is not okay. That's it. <laughs> None of that is okay. You can't do it when somebody, if a broad walk past you and a nice skirt got a fat ass, you keep it to yourself. Max. You don't be like, damn, you just got some jelly with that shake. That's sexual harassment, what people. What you doing, girl, with all that? Ooh, nothing. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. Oh, I want to climb that tree. Shut the fuck up. You can't even get your foot on the roof. No, you can't. <laughs> no, none of that. Can't do that. It's all sexual harassment. It is all sexual harassment, and it is all unwarranted and unwanted. 
And if you don't have sense enough to understand that, you don't need to be out here with the grown folks. So a lot of the people, the CEO of uh, Ronstadt, her name is Tracy Fiat. She said she's been, she's seen a shift to, towards what is the more casual dress code over the past few years. And just like we had just said, it made sense to wear a suit when the place, when it was a place you went from 95, from nine to five. But again, with the rise of the telecommute working, people working from home, it's no longer the case. You're not interacting with people enough with the customer, with the client enough to warrant getting dressed up in a three piece suit and coming to work. Part of that, um, part of that survey though also had people talking about what would be too casual. And we talked about this earlier this year when we talked about dress codes and we talked about stuff you should not be wearing on casual Fridays. <laughs> you know, and one of the things like when you're dealing with if you're dealing with a with a business casual dress code or a casual dress code and they allow you to wear jeans, um, to me that's one of the best places that I love to work is where I can wear jeans and a t shirt all day. I'm on it. Faithfully. I will put on a freaking Star Wars t shirt, a Sons of Anarchy t shirt, a uh Save Ferris Bueller t-shirt, Legend of Zelda, whatever. We got and take my happy ass to work. work I ain't got building. to put no effort. I want to say shout out to Risk Work in the building. You know, one of the show sponsors. We appreciate you for checking in. That's all. <laughs> so, again, we talking. Um, when it comes to jeans in the workplace, one of the things that people said, yeah, you can do jeans, but. An inappropriate jeans, 73% of people said that ripped jeans were a no-no. So a lot of the trend, especially for these younger girls, a lot of the trend out there in fashion is these ripped jeans that have little small rips, have big giant rips to the point where they're not even pants anymore. Why would you think that would be okay to wear to work? It's not. You 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 wasting time. Um, leggings. 56%. 56% of people frowned upon leggings. We talked about that. We, I told y'all earlier this year, I worked for a place where they literally had to bring everybody out to tell the, the dumbasses that came in from the new training classes, leggings are not appropriate. They were in violation of the dress code. And if you came in wearing them, they were going to send you home and suspend you for three days. Um, leggings are definitely something that I felt is inappropriate for work yeah. even with the newfangled leggings that they have out with pockets and they look like jeans and all this other stuff no it's, if it's a legging you don't wear it to work you wear it wherever else don't wear it to work heels women in high heels women women feel that 50 percent of the women in this survey said that the ultra high heels which would be any heel over three inches looks extremely unprofessional mm -hmm. and think about it what do you think what is the thought process that comes to you when you see a woman in an office and she's coming down through there with six inch stilettos <laughs> it's completely unnecessary this, but this is what i'm saying it's, you're at I'm work like, what you doing, girl, you're at work that. there's no need right you're at work there's no need for that type of a high heel especially if you're standing on your feet eight to ten hours right. a day 
open toe 40%. They don't like any type of open toe shoes. Me personally, I don't care for open toe shoes at work. That is extremely unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. When you're at work, keep your toes closed and take them open when you clock out. Keep another pair of shoes in the car if you're going to the bar when you get out of work. I mean, it's real easy to handle a lot I mean, of this. I'm not one to, you know, I'm never the one to necessarily police a woman's body. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, if, if we're at work and we're trying to secure the bag, then, yeah, it's, it's sort of like, you know, I don't know, like, what's a male example of inappropriate, you know, uh, work attire? Like, if a dude come in with, like, a with a wife beater on and showing tattoos and what have you, I mean, I don't, you know, and I'm trying to be as respectful as possible because a lot of, the, a lot of this, you know, people want to say that women shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of shit yeah, you know, I, I, we, we, we want to keep it as equal as possible. I don't, you know, because I, I mean, for real, I'm just, and that's just being real. We know, and I mean, I can't. I'm not a man, so I can't talk about men's wear. I can only talk about women and what a lot of women wear and have to be made to wear when they're at work. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to men, I see, I see the exact same inappropriate ass shit when it comes to men. It's like you said, they'll come in there in a wife beater, tat showing. You know, sloppy, wrinkled. Yeah. Like, come on now. No. You, and, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, men. But if you bring your ass to work in a pair of Nike slides, you need to go back home. <laughs> hey, yo, I, li I, I'm, I like the Nike not work, slides. That's I'm, not workplace. I'm, I'm, no. I, I'm, I'm no. a Nike slide guy. I, I guess I'm a male doctor. <laughs> no, that's at home. You don't, that's not a professional work environment. That is in no way, shape, or form business casual that's not even casual you come in there and them slides and somebody mopping the floor or somebody drops something on your big stinking ashy Man. feet Yo, what you gonna do i, I had socks on my feet mm. i had socks on my feet i, I was that's even worse you don't wear I mean, no no socks with sandals i'm sorry you, you know i'm not seeing that's all the way wrong don't quit sweats and some no. slides i'm you know i, I am no. the appointment of dress <laughs> Dress for the D appointment. No. <laughs> no doubt. You know what I'm saying? But even though people are wanting the casual, even though people are willing to take less money for business casual or casual dress code, one of the things that they still, um, that they still dress up mm -hmm. for and expect people to dress up for professionally is the job actual job interview the actual for well, sure you have to be being meaning you should go in 65 percent of these people say you definitely should wear the suit during an interview even though the the, the company's dress code may be casual um people said they'd rather be late to an interview than show up looking disheveled or underdressed and it's like well first of all if you're late to the interview you're not going to get the job so you might as well you might as well talk that because that thought process i get that thought process but it doesn't work because if you're going to be late that how are you planning late for and the interview if they tell you the interview is this part. day you need to make preparations to be at early at the interview if your interview is at nine o'clock you need to be sitting in the lobby at at least 10 to 9 to get your mind right but that'd be somebody that got sent. But again, it's a lot of people don't. That's why a lot of people don't get the jobs that they go for because of the the, the lack of attention uh -huh. to detail. 
but then again, you have these you have employees and people that said they pulled they pulled these same workers, and 63% of the people that were ages 18 to 35 said that they simply enjoyed getting Oh, this lady. Um, hold on. You know what I'm saying? Shut up. I see assholes like you every day. Every fucking day. I see assholes uh, like you every day. Eight percent of the workers age 18, 35 said that they actually enjoyed getting dressed up because it boosts their confidence yeah. in their performance. But only 51% of workers age 35 to 64 felt that way. Meaning the younger people... And I look at that statistic as, as this. The younger people haven't been jaded yet. They haven't no. worked enough to be jaded to understand that the way you dress has absolutely nothing to do with your performance Not when you're at, at work. They still believe in the system. Not even they, You know, they, exactly. they, 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 they got 64 ounce cups of Kool-Aid. You know what I'm saying? They don't right. real. <laughs> The people age 35 to 64, well, they've already been working probably more than half their life, and they've seen a lot of different things. So they already know that their their performance is not going to get a boost, whether they're in a three-piece suit or whether they're in jeans and a T-shirt. And a lot of that is definitely with whatever industry you're in and whatever – uh, company that you're working for mm -hmm. because if you have sipped the Kool-Aid and now you realize that shit was poison you're coughing and hacking now you're looking at everything you're looking at everything you got, with you got a crooked eye like, your body. Um, no I need to be able I need to be able to come in and do my job and be comfortable doing my job and that's the key part here people have to feel comfortable if people are not comfortable doing their job their performance is gonna suck their attendance is gonna suck they are not comfortable their confidence is gonna suck they don't feel they don't feel themselves if they're dressed up they're not gonna work especially when you're in these industries where you have kpis <clears throat> that you have to meet on a daily for the uninitiated and for the uninitiated kpis is key performance indicators <laughs> I was just going to say that. Those are what they use to look at your performance. Those are things that are being you're being judged on for you to get your money. At that Felon Finley place downtown, um, there was a point where we had 17 different KPIs that we had to maintain. And you had to do it, otherwise they walk your ass out of there. Or wouldn't give you your bonus money that you earn. Right. <laughs> right. And there's other places there's other places where you might only have three or four, five KPIs. Oh. But you know what? It's a company it's a company that changes and shifts every month or every four months. Whatever they need to do to keep their bottom line. Because you guys remember we are an advocate of the worker. These companies don't give a shit about y'all. Not even so, a little bit. Uh, as evidenced by the GM strike, as evidenced by the Chicago Teachers Union so we, strike, these companies I don't. Give a, I want to give a, a shout picture. out to my man, uh, my, my man uh, in Senegal who's checking with us right now. I just wanted to give him a quick shout out. You know what I'm saying? We got we got people listening from the motherland. Want to just you know want to give him some acknowledgement. You know, real quick. That's dope. <laughs> All right. 
to <laughs> talk about key imp- key performance indicators and dress codes on Chip Radio. But I had to just throw that in. All right, go ahead. No, I didn't lock my train. No, I didn't lock my train. Thought now. My bad. So we were talking about the key performance indicators and dress codes that work where people need to be comfortable, feel comfortable in order to give their best performance when they're on the job. We got Maria Torres just checking in. What's up, Maria? So, yeah, it's, it's been a minute since we've been back on back on the social media sites. We usually just be rocking, but, yeah. But we got to interact with the people. No, you can do that at the commercial. <laughs> you know no doubt. So, see so yeah, again, the topic today is uh, dress codes at work and how people will, you know, depending on a company's dress code, will motivate them to apply for the job, take a pay cut, just to be more comfortable, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And this was a survey that was done. So the, the amount that people are talking about, $5,000. Would you not take a job because of the dress code? That's the question for everybody that's listening. Yes, no, maybe so. Why would you, why would you not make this decision? Me personally, I would definitely work for someone for less money to be able to dress comfortably. I don't I don't care about getting up and having to put on a suit. That shit gets on my nerves. It takes entirely too long because I'm not somebody that just gets up and goes. I don't have patience for that. If I can go, put on some jeans and a t-shirt and throw these baits on, I'm good to go. Then I ain't got to be bothered with y'all. I can do my job. I can go smoke on my lunch. Come back. Get out them last two hours, three hours, or however long I got left. Go home, come back, and do it again the right. next day. Lunchtime is is the highlight of the day. Man, because that that's the thing. And this was a story that was picked up by major news outlets when the review first um, or review when the survey first came out. And like I said, this first came out in August, at the end of August. And I'm actually shocked that I missed this, but it's a key thing. It's a key factor in people being able to do their job, to do their jobs well, and actually want to get up and come back to the damn job on a daily basis. A lot of people don't want to go to work now, the places they work now, because they have to get up and dress professionally. And they're not getting, they're not getting any, any benefits of it. You know, you're coming in. You're doing this job, you're making all this money for some nameless CEO who, if you get sick or you got to take, you get sick or you got to take FMLA, you get rid of you quick, fast, and in a hurry, they'll have your, your position ready to be for hire before Big your facts. obituary hits the, hits the paper. And what kills me is you have so many people that have drunk the Kool-Aid about, about what, these what these companies think, or not what they think, but the fact that these companies <laughs> <laughs> give a damn about don't. you. 
They don't. They really and truly don't. If they did, they wouldn't be trying to take their corporations, their headquarters overseas so they didn't have to pay more taxes. If they gave a damn about you, you wouldn't be giving up 20% of your paycheck to cover medical bills. And you know what? You'd actually be able to keep your medical insurance if you left the company. The reason reason COBRA is even in existence is because people in this country lose their freaking health insurance if they don't have a job. And then you have COBRA, which tells you the full price of what it is. And you're like, I can't pay this. And you're stuck. And now you're in the same situation. Now there's no, you, you have no health insurance, mm-hmm. and you're screwed. You can't go to the hospital because yep. you can't afford it. You're at the house dying, but suffering you, in silence because you don't have insurance. And keep telling me, though, how much these companies give a damn, how much they're going to be there for nah, their people. they leave in a minute, and they'll leave in a heartbeat. They'll leave the city, state, country, <laughs> and then say it's good business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and see, early even even, the thing is, it's even coming to the fact that it's coming out to to Wall Street, Goldman Sachs, um, one of the Wall Street largest brokers in the country. They said earlier this year that they were actually going to relax the dress code for uh, their all of their company workers. At the time, the investment bank said that the shift in the change was due to, quote, the changing nature of workplaces generally in favor of a more casual work environment, end quote. Basically what it is is they realize that people have more flexible schedules, especially these younger generations, the millennials, and they want a more relaxed, casual look. And as a result, you got a lot of these employers that are no longer looking at that traditional professional business attire um, in their hunt to be able to attract the best employees. Because remember, remember you, you come out of college, you come out of wherever with whatever work experience, and you have companies that you know want to hire and then try and recruit. Well, it's a, it's a heavy field. People don't want to work for, and that's the other thing, too. These millennials are really changing the game because we've said this time and time again on this show. They've watched their parents, their grandparents struggle over the last 30 years working for the same company, living check to check, going to work, working 10, 12, 14, 16 hour days, going to work missing family events doing everything they can for this company and loyalty to these companies and these companies don't give a damn about them the young these millennials are not for that they are not going to spend not even five years of their lives with a company that they feel does not offer them what they want they will leave in a heartbeat and that's where a lot of people who aren't millennials have the problem because instead of getting like that and understanding you know what you're going to pay me what i'm worth or i'm not going to be here people would rather go in and stay in that job out of fear out of contentment out of the idea that i can't get anything better and that's really where a lot of people are wrong if you are somebody that's a hard worker, 
you know you do your job well, you know you put 110% into whatever you do, you take that same drive to whatever company that you're looking for so you can be the best version of yourself. The millennials are already on top of that, Rose. They're not spending any time with these companies and on that company BS. They'll leave. Let me ask Quit you a question. Do you think that's because the millennials haven't been corrupted yet as a group? Because, you know, and I'm saying this because I think that every, like, group, when they're young and ambitious and, you know, young, ambitious, and, you know, they want to change the world, they're full of fire, but they haven't, you know, been corrupted yet or haven't got that really, really big promotion and that quote-unquote seat at the table, you know. Because a lot of times when people get that seat at the table or they start getting money, like major money, you know, before you know it, they're talking just like the people at the table. <laughs> they're talking just like the people at the table. And you see a lot of that, especially like, I think earlier this week, uh, former President Obama had um, been criticized for saying, you know, for talking against, you know, quote unquote, woke cult- culture, you know, and he was calling out their call-out culture, which is, you know, he was absolutely he was right. Down on that, but my thing is this, you know, a lot of the people that he's talking about, you know, have put together highly effective uh, movements like the Me Too movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, and things of that sort who have got... I don't think that's who, who he was got, talking um, about. That's not... I don't think that that's what he was talking made. about because when you put it... When you look at the Me Too and Black Lives Matter, that's something where they actually did something what he was calling out was the people who happily get in and want to call quote unquote cancel somebody but you don't you're not putting in any effort you yourself are not going out into your environment into your locality and you are not making anything better all you're doing is you're sitting on a computer talking shit that's what he was talking about it's cool, it's fine if you want to catch somebody and they and correct them on what should be. But the idea that you can just sit at a computer and sit on Twitter and sit on Instagram and talk about, oh, well, you canceled. You, R. Kelly canceled. R. Kelly should have been, first and foremost, R. Kelly, not only should he have been canceled, but see, blacks especially knew R. Kelly was a pedophile when he was blowing up. But... Like Jerry Lee Lewis before him and a lot of other talented people. People will disregard the man and separate the man from the talent. That's exactly what Kanye is going through right now. Can you separate the man from the talent? And that's what people like R. Kelly, Jerry Lee Lewis, that's what they were able to benefit from all these years. Now you have this, this instantaneous news generation where you want to be first. You got to be, in order to be important, in order to be relevant, you got to call somebody out. Well, here's the thing. What are you doing in your own area? Are you making sure stuff is right in our own area? Right now we have an independent guy running for mayor here in Elyria that I used to babysit. And the current mayor that we've had, has been in the office for eight years and she ain't did shit. She's she's done nothing but lose jobs. She ruined Cascade Park. Nobody in this city. She's very 
um, she's untouchable, meaning she doesn't interact. She doesn't come out here and interact with her constituents. This independent, he's gone out and done town halls. He's actually been very approachable. He's meeting with people to the point where he's given her a run for her money. She's actually scared, and she should be. You've had eight years, well, and you're doing absolutely that nothing. Goes to my point. The difference is that goes now to my with point. when you're young and you're up and coming, and you want to get in the game, you're all, you are approachable. You are going to talk to the people. What 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 happens you're going when you're in the do, game? You're actually My thing going is, to do are these just, are these millennials sitting there and not allowing anybody to go through? That's the difference. There's there's more to it than one person, and what is going on is is the majority are not doing anything. The majority are sitting on their computers, calling themselves mega fans, and you got the Rihanna Navy and the Beehive and all this other bullshit that don't mean shit. And you'll be so quick, fast, and in a hurry to jump on somebody's Instagram or Twitter or whatever and talk shit on a picture of what they should be doing. None of that means anything. You're doing this for celebrity, for clout, for what? What are you doing in your own backyard? Absolutely but fucking nothing. That's but what Obama point, was though. trying to say. When these millennials, when the millennials become, you know, get the table, start getting some power, start getting some money, and real influence, are they going to actually make a change or are they going to become the new oppressors? It happens all the time. You know? What they're going to do, they're actually going to they're gonna make a change because when you look at what's going on in Congress, when you have people like AOC and Ayanna Presley and Elon Omar, the squad. a lot of the fact that they elected over 100 women to Congress, these are the young people. The fucking nah, boomers ain't doing it. That's what I'm saying. The boomers, the boomers did not elect a hundred different women. So with these women now, once they're in the process, and that's what they're doing. You have people like AOC that is doing their damnedest to try to establish that change, and all they do is get shit from the boomers and the establishment because you're trying to break what break the hold that the establishment has. These millennials well, are not thing, going though, to go for once that. Once upon a time, and, and the it's going to be hard job. I mean, I, I don't. You know, I think the boom. I think baby boomers, you know, for real, for real, are trash. However, as the collective group, you know, so any in, any individual boomer you can call in or whatever, we can have at it. Because I think that y'all are, are, are straight trash. No, they but all be dead my on thing you. is, once upon a time, they were they were the millennials. You know what I'm saying? My thing is, once they get in for a minute, get a couple dollars. Are they, you know, are they going to turn into the new boomers? You know, that's a fair question. Because my I thing is, Obama to, Obama to me is sounding like I get off my lawn guy anything. right now. He didn't know he didn't got the office. He didn't been president, you know, for eight years. Now he's chilling. And he's sitting back saying, hey, 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 this, that, and the third. And, you know, saying the things that are working. You know, he accomplished a lot. But his legacy and the things that he put up have been largely undone. You know what I'm saying? Within three years. You know what I'm by saying? So, bigoted, yeah, by a bigoted, by exactly. bigoted white boomer, and it's the same reason why he didn't get nothing done in yeah. the eight years he was in there. He had yeah. bigoted white boomers. If he said the shit, he been said the shit. It's like y'all are out here saying the same shit, but nobody's doing anything, and that's the point. So when it comes to a so-called Me Too or Black Lives Matter, to me, I think both of those moments are bullshit. Period. 
because you're not doing anything. What are you doing? Absolutely fucking nothing. Big deal. You brought attention to shit that's already been happening. It doesn't matter because you don't respect the fast food workers. You don't respect the retail workers. Your your Me Too and your Black Lives Matter, that shit don't matter. None of it matters because nobody is respecting any of it. The shit right. goes on until, on a daily basis. Until everyday until everyday so people are positively that, affected, then it's all for not. For real, for real. You know, it's all for not. It's all bullshit. That's what I'm saying. None of it means that to me, none of it means absolutely anything. This call out culture is complete bullshit. Because you're sitting on a computer talking about shit you ain't never experienced. And you're mad at something that, what, because you're not getting any money? Like I said, people got shit twisted. You worried about the wrong shit. You need to be focused on these companies. You need to be focused on why they're being allowed to move their headquarters when shit was put in place so they couldn't do it. You need to be focused on this Comcast case, this Comcast and Charter charter Cable case against Byron Allen because they're... Mm -hmm. That's going to the Supreme mm-hmm. Court, and they're challenging civil rights uh, legislation that goes all the way back to 1865. That's what people need to be focused on. And all you got to do, that's a lot of the shit. That's, that's the whole that's, thing. That it's is propaganda. That case, and that it's case, if those companies win that, that case, people oh are my not God. worried about. If that, if that company wins that case, <laughs> then you're going to see people on plantations again. With the quickness. Mm-hmm. With the quickness. You know what I'm saying? That particular case right there. Those are things that really need to be addressed. But you know, we're t- you know, a lot of people are focused on stupid shit that doesn't matter. You know, for real. You know what I'm saying? That that's a real you know real real important case, man. That's that's coming down the pipeline. So I mean, I, my thing is this. I think that people in this country, you know, like, like you would say country full of dumbasses, man, meaning that people really are not, and are, they choose not to be informed. They support candidates that, they support candidates that that support their bigoted positions. That's what it is. And exactly. And there's always going to be that person. (laughs) It's it's millions Mm -hmm. of these people, millions of these people that, you know, that will support someone else's position to their detriment just because they're talking, talking stupid stuff, you know. So at this point, yo, we're gonna hit a commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna be talking more about uh, dress codes and how they affect the workplace and pretty much whatever comes to mind. It is Juked Radio. Uh, we are radio.com. We Are Radio is one of the fastest growing online radio stations in the country. If you want to grow your business, promote and broadcast live for your event, or start your career in broadcasting, We Are Radio is the place for you. We have plans and services for everyone. Email us at weupradio at gmail.com to find out more, or you can call us at 216-772-3393. WeAreRadio.com. Reggie Clemens and shows. My whole mood has changed.
ain't nothing better than scale coal. Gown coal. <laughs> See why I hired her. Stand cold, baby. Stand cold. What you doing, boy? Scam cold. <laughs> Scam cold. All right, everybody. Congratulations to Skip Deck Roof for being the salesman of the month. He sold 200 accounts, breaking a previous record of 122. How'd you do it, Skip? Cheating. <coughs> Watch no, sir. I aspire to be just like you. Uh, yeah, yeah, right here. Uh, oh, yeah, yes, sir. Mind your hand, Max. Well, everybody, y'all need to be more like Skip. That's why today he's receiving a five racks bonus. Bring it in, baby. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's your check. You don't get no bread, though. <laughs> Scam cup. sales, they've been out of compliance. They're way out of compliance. He has about 60 of them that are blatantly fraudulent. Dang, nabbit, I knew it was too good to be true. Wait a minute. Are we going to get fired? No, we're not going to get fined. Okay. Not yet. But, I mean, what do you want to do about that, though? That's serious. Look, let Skip do what he do. I like that Skip. Let him do what he do. Let's get back to these reports. descent into madness as she suffers through her captor's relentless abuse. Although she tries every crime show trick she knows, he will not release her until he demolishes her. Deep and current social messaging abound in this graphic short story where no one wins. This story is for the wolves, not the sheep. 
Wholesome Pie and Splintered Wood by Avery Hart. Available now on most major online book retailers. Professional. Losing a loved one is hard enough. Worrying about how you will handle final expenses only adds to one of the worst moments of your life. Let Reggie Clemens help you address this very important need. With over 12 years experience, Mr. Clemens has the knowledge and wherewithal to help you deal with all situations. No exam is required for most plans. Auto, home, and renter's insurance is also available. Call 216-925-6577 for a free quote. That's 216-925-6577. Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. social media um because they don't because they don't they don't none of these people do anything 
They don't. None of these people do anything. They don't do shit. They get on social media. We see it every day on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I'll be watching these comments like, y'all are just trifling. You have nothing going on in your lives. So this is what you do. You're, that's the whole thing. You, 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 it's so easy to throw stones at somebody else, but you're not taking I mean, care of your own backyard. Yeah, you're not doing anything. That's the problem. You are breaking up. I hear you loud and clear. What's happening? Check, check. All right, man. What the hell? Oh. But back to dress codes. With all these people is supposed to be watching or whatever. Where where are we at? Are they, who who would take less money, five thousand dollars less a year, to dress comfortably? Did anybody answer that question? Uh, no, not that. I don't know. I mean, I would. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Uh, when you're comfortable. You know, and what you're wearing, or just in general, if you're if you're relaxed and comfortable, you tend to perform better. Yeah, because don't nobody want to be uncomfortable trying to do a damn job. That's like a woman sitting there on her period, got freaking cramp, killing her, but you got somebody in her face talking about like dude from uh from uh get uh from uh office space talking about if you could just yeah, why don't you just get the hell out of my face while I go take me some propane and try not to die Big right facts. now Big that's facts. the whole thing I, I am definitely taking the job that allows me to be comfortable a lot of people just don't have the ability Make that to make that choice and it's like that's what's going to like, get you in the long run because you're going to look up and you're going to see X amount of years done pass and you don't have anything to show for it Man. but a bad back and gray hair Cause you, and there's no pension <laughs> at all there's no pension <laughs> And the benefit package is uh, definitely watered down. You know, that's a, that that that's for sure. At the very least, you should be comfortable at work. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah, because it don't make no sense. Yeah, because it don't make no sense. A lot of people, but a lot of people. Again, they will sit and take the job in the professional work environment, but will still come home and complain about bone spurs and tight belts and all this other stuff. Well, you know what? It's your life. You don't have to put up with shit you don't need. You don't want to. And that's what a lot of people. A lot of people forget. Like you and you don't have to 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 do that to yourself. And that's another reason why that younger generation, like I said, they watch their parents waste years with companies that don't give a damn about them. That can't get up and go to the doctor for those annual checkups because Man, they got a $3,000 deductible. 
Man. Can't even use the insurance. Man. <laughs> so you gotta. No, and that's the thing, and that's where we're at. That's why it's like you have people talk about Medicare for all or whatever, and what would break the country. It's like, no, what would break the country is these fucking insurance companies mm-hmm. actually covering the shit they're supposed to cover. And not letting people die because you don't want to pay for it. And these procedure. people, and the thing is that these people have paid their premiums. Yeah, they've paid their premiums. They held up their part yeah. of the bargain, but you know the companies don't want to do it. And or how about this? You have a lot of companies now that are self-funding their health plan and are firing employees that have that have children. You know, yeah. or if your employee has cancer and yeah. they have to have treatments, then they're getting fired or getting rid up or putting on first and final warnings when they're trying to um, fight a chronic condition. I know people that have got fired mm-hmm. after them or their spouse has given birth and the bills, the health bills were not getting paid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know a girl who was diagnosed with cancer and was doing her treatment and the place she had brought in all the required paperwork and then they fired her manager and, um, Next thing you know, that new manager came at her was like, well, where are your excuses for these days that you missed? And she was like, what the, What do you mean? I had my treatments that day. And next thing you know, they're trying to write her up and tell her, telling her she got to make up time. Like, she ain't got to make up shit. I told her, like, you need to uh, hit with the EEOC because yeah. they violate. How you make up time for sick leave? Right. Uh, like, this is what you get paid for. Right. Right. <laughs> man, but the, but the let right. but the let them tell it though the unions ain't shit. Hired by the union, like, okay, the job that had a union. Okay. That's not on the union. That's on the employer. <laughs> man, the union doesn't hire it's, you. The employer does. Exactly. You couldn't get into insert auto worker auto manufacturer company, or if you wasn't able to. um Past the trade school, if you felt you failed trade school, that's on you. It's not on the company. That's not on the union. Because if you uh, like yeah, that's like the coal industry. It's like the coal industry. You blaming any and everything, but I don't understand why forever. you dumbasses thought you could mine coal forever. I don't understand why you. I don't understand why you thought technology <laughs> wasn't going to come working in an industry <laughs> with a finite, a finite resource. You're talking about a man, in a, in a resource in an industry man, in a, in a resource in an industry that's killed. Like how many of them die from mm-hmm. black lung disease every, every year? year? But you want to talk to me? You want to try to tell me that solar <laughs> power is worth? Okay, Cletus. Right. Whatever you say. I don't well, even make no damn sense. It's about to be 2020 saying mm-hmm. that climate change isn't real when you just seen snowfall in, in, in May and June. Man. You know what I'm saying? Man. If you, if you are somebody that denies climate change and you live in Northeast Ohio, you should slap yourself right damn now. We are a perfect example of climate change in Northeast right Ohio. Right because you're dealing with everything you have lake effect what do what do people think lake effect weather is apparently not do they not understand, they understand what lake effect weather is 
<laughs> no, because they don't understand that the climate change is what affects the lake, which then affects the lake's weather, and then change will have you have it snowing at 10 o'clock in the morning, and then it'd be 87 degrees four hours later. But you keep denying it, though. Okay, good luck. Now, if you were not somebody that would take the money or take 5000 less a year okay, to drive so, yeah, better watch, because you no, want the money? They would, they would not um, take a pay cut. So, so yeah, I'm, we, we're going to get... It's not, it's not taking a pay cut. It's, it's being offered the job. Did you take a job where they offered you $5,000 less to dress casually? Or would you take a job where it's as business as usual and you got to come in dressed professionally every day? And you may not necessarily interact with, with a customer or a client, client, meaning when you come to work, you're not okay. even looking at nobody but your other coworkers. <laughs> what do I gotta come in here dressed up for them niggas for? On some real shit, like for what? I don't, I don't, I don't deal with none of y'all. I don't like y'all. I'm not hanging out with none of y'all. So what do I need to come in here professionally looking professional for what? For the lead? For the manager? For what? Especially in a call center or anywhere where again you're not dealing with a customer or a client face to face. If you working if you working at a state farm with somebody who's coming to your office, I understand that. Somebody coming in. Somebody coming in. But if ain't nobody coming in, what do I need to be in here in a suit for? I don't. It's that simple. I really and truly don't. And these would be the same companies that would want you to dress professionally, but they cut corners on any and everything else. Like your IT, your, your IT department is shit. Uh, you got to put a ticket in every time you open up two browsers. You can't have Chrome and Explorer open or at the same time because your crashes. base pay is so small. <laughs> your, your base pay is gas money. Man, <laughs> if that. Man. Or your or your even worse, pay your ain't even gas issue. money. That's the other thing. Straight commission jobs, man. That shit is for the birds. Man, you are a 1099 employee. Because that's how they're going to do your taxes. And the thing is, a lot of these companies that 1099 you, and there's no paycheck. They want to, they try to, they regulate, they want to regulate how you do stuff. It's like, like all of that stuff. Yeah. And it don't make no sense. Yeah. Because that's what you're dealing with. And you come in there and you are professional and you right. all looking all nice in your suit and the woman is looking all pretty in her uh -huh. suit. And next thing you know, you're getting harassed. But you're getting, and I don't even deal you're getting harassed by on a daily basis. Why? Some of the worst by places. Creep coworker. <laughs> man. Some of the worst places that you can go to and, and see someone harass, harass are places where they don't necessarily have um, a professional dress code. The restaurant industry, first and foremost, is teeming with all kinds of fuck shit. 
And I mean that in every sense of the phrase. If you've ever worked in a restaurant, you know that there is nothing but, one more again, nothing but people in there who think because they might be management, thinks that it gives them the right to talk and treat people any type of way. Mm -hmm. And you saw that with, uh, what was that big, the big chef Mario Batali, and how it ruined his career, as it should have, when it came out that he was very belligerent and ignorant and disrespectful when he talked to people that worked for him, women that worked for him, men that worked for him, because, yeah, people act like you get in a position, you're successful, but that gives you the right to, to talk and speak any type of way. And that's not how it is. Cause that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm single now. You're not talking to me any type of way. I have two fathers and never in my life did either one of them talk to me crazy. So why would I allow anybody else to? Especially in a place of work. Are you out of your mind? You're not the person that signs the page of the order. Of? I mean, I'm gonna need you to get all the way the entire hell up out of my face, man. Don't talk to me like I'm just like I'm trash, man. You know what I'm saying? Fuck wrong with you. And that's what I'm saying. Don't talk to me crazy. That's that's not necessary. It is not necessary to talk to somebody crazy in order to get your point across. And that's what a lot of people have twisted. And in a lot of these places, people take. Um, they take the dress code and they take that to mean that they have the right to talk any type of way. And, and yeah, you know and what? When you're on the clock, you absolutely don't. You have a strict dress code where you're suited and booted, has some of the most toxic work environments. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we had a, a listener say that they feel that what they wear should not dictate Ooh. how much money they make. So. In the real, but that's not how it is in the real world. That's the topic. I mean, it, it shouldn't. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree what you wear should not dictate how much money you make. I would love to be able to go to work every freaking day in pajamas. I work for one mortgage company where literally we could wear pajamas all damn day if we wanted to. Hell, even the owner, even the owner, when he came in, he never came in dressed. He was always in basketball shorts and a T-shirt. The only time he got dressed up was when he had to go give a lecture or he had someone coming into the office that, he, you know, that required him dressing up. But any other time, he did not. He was he could come in there in basketball shorts and a T-shirt. And he sat back. My thing is, you know, if I'm not dealing with a customer, let me, you know, again, I'm all about comfortability. You know, I mean, really, I can do what I do in t-shirts and basketball shorts. You know, and I've, I like this year, I have handled millions of dollars in t-shirt and shorts, easily, easily millions of dollars. You know, so r- right now people are saying no. They want their money. <laughs> they want their money. They're not taking pay cuts. 
<laughs> but you know what? I think a lot of that. I think a lot of that. I think a lot of that though is because people are not. They're already not making what they're worth. So the idea of taking five thousand dollars less to be comfortable would be enough, because you're already not making what you're worth. You've yeah. already taken less money the for the job in the first place. But if you were, if this was a job, if this was a job where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you're making the money that mm-hmm. you're that you're your, worth, your, that your, your degree requires. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't have to be in a provi- in an environment that dictates how you how what you wear. And that's where a lot of it comes in at because. Again, these no. companies do not pay people what they're worth. And if you were getting paid, if you were getting paid what you were, what you wear wouldn't matter. But because you're because they're not offering you what you're worth to begin with, okay, then that's how they bring you in. Uh, with the dress code. They gave a detailed answer. Uh, they're saying uh, dress code does not impact my quality of life. No nights, no weekends. I consider a pay cut because of that impacts my quality of life. That, that's their answer. You know, they want to talk more on that. They consider it a pay. So they consider it a pay cut because it affects. They consider it a pay. So they consider it a pay cut they, because it they, affects the quality of life. They're saying that what they wear does not less impact money. their quality of life. Less money, on the other hand, does. So, I would say, in essence, what they're saying is, you know, they want me to wear whatever to work. Then, sure, I'm with it. I don't want to take. I don't want to give up no money. <laughs> they don't want to give up no money. Just so that they can wear, you know, wear comfortable clothes. Maybe I got. And if this was, and I think, but again, that just reiterates my point. If they were getting paid what they were worth and to uh, begin with, it wouldn't be a pay cut. And that's where the problem is. And that's where the problem is. Because like I said, the majority of the yeah. people, you got, we're not being paid what we're worth. And that's the problem because we're, we're in, we're, we're, we're replaceable. A lot of, a lot of workers in, in America are replaceable. I would say unless so you're like why, an air traffic controller, doctor. Air traffic controllers have a union. A lot of these different activities, a lot of these different, yeah. um, a lot of these different jobs have unions. A case in point. Well, a case in point is, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to what's been going on with Deadspin for the last week, but Deadspin is a website that has been around for quite some time. They, they mainly, yeah, they main, they, they would mainly focus on sports, but they, they've evolved like every other news organization in this country in the 21st century. They talk about everything. You have to, right. you, you can't just be stagnant. And talk mm-hmm. about one thing unless you're the Wall Street Journal. Um, but Deadspin was bought out by a new company because they were owned by Gawker. And Gawker Media went bankrupt after they lost uh, the case against Hulk Hogan for releasing his sex tape. So uh, a private equity firm. Say your prayers and yeah. your vitamins. <laughs> a private equity firm came in and bought all of Gawker Media's website 
came in and bought all of Gawker Media's website through this private equity firm. So they now have new owners, new CEO, all this other shit. So the new the new CEO sent out a memo to the writers and the editors of, of Deadspin that ba- that told them, you know what, stick to sports. We don't want you writing about anything other than sports. Which, anytime, in my opinion, you tell somebody to stick to something, that means you don't want them talking about anything truthful and anything that might make you uncomfortable because you don't want to face it. I see assholes like you every day. Similarly, that's how a lot of the writers and editors at Deadspin felt. And here it is Saturday, November, what, 2nd? And then Deadspin no longer has any writers or editors because they all quit and walked out. Yeah. These people decided that it was not worth their journalistic integrity. It wasn't worth them doing, being able to do their jobs right. when their boss came down with that bullshit stick to sports. So the idea, they have a union. So the writers' union, they're going to get, um, all these people are going to be, they're going to get jobs somewhere else. But now, Deadspin is, you know, literally in a dead spin because they have no writers and no editors. And the the CEO is like, well, we're we're actively looking, you know, to bring in, you know, new talent or whatever. Follow said writers and content creators. Exactly, and that's the thing. So. Uh, right. But a CEO is only going to say <laughs> what he knows he can get away with. <laughs> and this guy, this guy, right. Well, no, this guy got, you know, he said what he said, and they're they're actively hiring. They're looking for, you know, new writers, new editors, whatever. And the thing about it is there's going to be people that are going to take those jobs. There are going to be people that are going to take less money to be able to say that they work at Deadspin. So you apply for Deadspin yet? But the idea of it is, <laughs> why? <laughs> like, no, you can, you can, you not, you're not going to tell a quality journalist to stick to no, sports you do a lot stick of to one thing. That's not what they got into journalism, journalism for. No, that's not what and the idea, right, no. That's not what they got into it for, and the idea that somebody could even say that is a, that is is a is a classic example of the jackass in the White House because you really have these CEOs thinking you can tell somebody how to do their job. No, no, you no, 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 no. If you want to stick to sports, how about you write it? Down? You write everything in here about sports, and you do it. But don't tell me I got to stick to some shit that's gonna make you because it makes you uncomfortable. That's life. Financial services professionals that work in call centers, whether brick and mortar, what have you, or remotely, should have unions. That will change the game because you have a lot of these professionals that are highly educated, highly trained, uh, and is and is regulated by you know state and federal guidelines that are not unionized. And these companies set up shop, close up shop, what have you, whenever they see fit. You know, they adjust the the comp, the compensation package, you know, at a whim, you know, or depending on the owner's 
cocaine usage. <laughs> you know, they play with the bonus levels. I mean, that would definitely, I think that would change the game. That would really, you know, change the game. Big fast. I had a company that I worked for a company where they changed our pay. Every time I turned around, we ended up getting our shit changed a minimum six of six times. times in before the quarter, oh, we did. They don't want to pay. Yep, because that's what it is. They don't want to pay. They didn't want to pay because we were actually when we actually hit the hit the production guidelines we were supposed to hit. That meant more money, and when you don't want to pay that type of money, change of the course, comp plan. you're going to come up with a way to figure it out. And how do you do that? <laughs> change the pay grade. Yeah, but that's all they do. And as people I, as act far like, no, yeah, that's something that it comes with it. No, that's something from a company that doesn't give a shit about their employees. Yeah, but because why are you every time I, I turn around? Why are you messing with our pay union? that has approached financial services, financial service workers, you know what I mean, about having a union that could negotiate on behalf of of workers to say, hey, you can't change your comps. You know, if you if a union was like, you can only change your comp schedule once a year, what have you, you know, no more than, it, it, will, it will tighten up because a lot of workers go from company to company. And I've been in the industry, you know, off and on, for like 12, 15 years, you know, and we, we, me and you both and seeing companies change comp schedule, comp compensation plans over and over and oh, like for no, for no good reason. It's one thing that if, well, sales are down 80%, so we gotta, you know, then you gotta close. But if, but if everything is steady, but they still changing the, the pay, I mean, you're affecting people's livelihoods, people's way of life here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know. And they don't care. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. They and they don't care. That's the thing. They don't care. It'd be a totally different story if they cared, but they don't care. You have companies, just like I said earlier this year, when I talked about the one spot over there in Independence, the guy brought up every, we had our typical Monday, uh, not Monday, but Friday morning, um, you know, team huddle, nine o'clock in the morning, sit up there talking about, I know you guys have heard rumors and we just wanted to say, no, we're not doing X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it's four hours later, we were walked out. So, and that, but that's what I'm saying. Like these companies really think that it's okay. Cause that's essentially what happened. I mean, you will, in every way, shape, or form. And why lie? I mean, and, and, and that's the worst they type of lie. Hear. You're gonna and then four hours later, tell them we're not firing you, we're not letting you go. And then at noon, yeah, we're letting you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why even do that if you were no good? You knew at yeah. eight o'clock you was letting all these people go. I mean, I just set up in meetings where you've had, you know, directors say, well, we're not going to get rid of your department. And then a week later, get rid of the department. (laughs) It's like, why would you even do that? And with a straight face. Right. (laughs) With a straight face. And these people are, and the Mm -hmm. things, the people that's doing that are still in their position. 
Yeah. You know. Well, that's what happens when you told a company line. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what happens when you told a company line, and people just don't seem to really understand these companies don't give a shit about you. They don't, too, and they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that they can keep you for however long they want to keep you without actually giving you what you need. They're going to let you work and struggle and do those 40-plus hours a week and do the overtime and do all this extra stuff because that's what they want you to think. Oh, well, you know what? come in and you put all in all this extra work and you do all this extra hours and we'll be uh no they don't give a damn all you're doing is lining the ceo's pocket and you're taking away time from your family for whatever this job is supposed to be doing knowing good and damn well they don't care they replace you in two shakes of a lamb's tail you come in talking about you know what i was in an accident on um on i-90 and you know uh, I'm I'm gonna need some work and I gotta be in the hospital. You'll be fired before you get out of the family emergency. And then here's the thing for people that are new to Juke Radio, you know, we talk about workplace issues and you know we're we are all we understand how business work. I mean, if business is bad, we know that companies gotta let people go. What we're talking about is corporate abuse where things are good, there's every you know, the company's making money. But mm-hmm. and a company has exceeded sales projections, and or and or is profitable. Yet companies will let people go, so that shareholders can have more of a return. We're talking about that. We're we're talking about when companies have made uh-huh. money, but they don't want to take care of the people that are making them the money. You know, you know. This is what we're talking about. We're not we're not talking about. We're, we're we're not against people making money, we're not. We I, I personally don't you know I don't necessarily think a person needs a billion dollars, but you know I'm not one to say if you do something that that generates a billion dollars you should get it. You know, you should pay their taxes though. You should kick back. You should take care of the people that help you make that billion dollars. Take care of them. If they make if you make a billion, then you should have a bunch of millionaires underneath. Sure. It shouldn't be I got a billion. And my work, I got people that work for my company <laughs> full time getting food stamps. Walmart. Or you're telling people, I mean, you're telling people that work for your company, Walmart. if you can't pay your I bills, mean, you should apply, work at Walmart. You know, apply for uh, food stamps or welfare to supplement the money you should be paying them. And they don't be the And they'll be the same people that'll be agreeing right. with Trump talking about you getting free shit. Well, you're not paying right. me enough said, to well, live. We'll just go ahead and have this machine replaced. How am I supposed to live? And like he has said, we have said before, you have fully automated stores. Yep. The thing is that what happens when that fully automated store has a malfunction yeah. and you have all these metal pieces? <laughs> <laughs> That's where people who are who are techn who are trained in technology and the mm-hmm. IT and computers and shit, those are the people that are gonna be making the money. Because everything is headed towards the automation um with what you can do with a lot of these stuff. Amazon was it Amazon that um or no, was it Starbucks? 
one of these stores had a completely automated store where you could go in with your phone, download the app, you go in with your phone, and you don't have to interact with a cashier or anything. My thing is what happens when you have customer service breakdowns, you know what I'm saying, or or if that system malfunctions and start giving away a bunch of free coffees or it's a lot of things that can go wrong on that end. I'm not, you know, that's when you'll see it come back to bringing back people. Remember back in oh, the late 90s where you had all these companies take their call centers overseas. Mm-hmm. They brought them joints back because they found out that the Americans, mm-hmm. Based, it was based upon American bigotry, really. Yeah. <laughs> People in Iowa did not want to talk to Abib. Yeah. Well, not only that, but they couldn't understand Abib. And, and, Abib, Abib. and people finally got pissed off and was like, why are all these jobs going overseas? Well, hello, Miss Fly, right. they were going overseas because they didn't, they could get away with not paying taxes. That's why there was a law put into effect to prevent that. But guess what? That law just got re- is, is on its way to getting reversed here shortly because of dumbass in the office. So don't act like there weren't anything that was put into effect to help people because this shit was trying to be done. But when you have boomer ass, bigoted ass in the Congress doing the same shit they've been doing for the last however many years, what do you expect? What do you expect? They're going to they gonna do whatever they, they're going to do, whatever their uh, political donors tell them to do. And, and that's why I've always said for a country that's supposed to be well, other people for the people by the people, the people sure as hell ain't doing their damn job. But that, the people that's because busy. we're the people are too on busy a, on the internet talking shit. We're They're not going down to their local uh, elections and making shit getting done. <laughs> that would <laughs> yeah. That maybe that's the why. Maybe that's why. You ever thought about that? I mean, for real, you're operating a political system from 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 rich white dudes from the 1700s. I've always said that. I've always said that people that buy into that two-party system, that was the problem from the jump. And people don't realize that the 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 360-degree change from what the Democrats started out as, what the Republicans started out as, to where we're at now. And it's all because you people are still buying into a two-party system right. under, the, uh, under, the, under the impression that they give a shit about either one of you. They don't. All they've done... All they've done is exploit and divide over the last, I don't know, how many years. And people have, are entirely too stupid to pick up on that. That's why we have this so-called cold-out culture now. Because, again, it's very easy to sit back and observe what somebody else should be doing. Right. And to talk shit on what somebody else At all. is supposed to be doing. But you're not doing nothing on your <laughs> Where have you been? Not not even a little bit. This is what I'm saying. It all starts locally. You would not have people like AOC, Ilhan Omar, and Ayanna Presley would have never made it to Congress had they not did their job and got out and went and knocked on doors, went and asked people what they wanted to see represented. You don't do that anymore. 
all you see now is lies and political ads, donor money, and all this other shit for them to say what you want to hear. But they're never going to actually do what you need them to do once they get there. Now that you have young, fresh meat in there, the old establishment is losing their damn mind because you know what? A lot of them are, are disregarding that big corporate money. They're not taking it. They're not going to be bought. Again, it goes back to the movie, if you haven't seen it, The Distinguished Gentleman, Eddie Murphy's most underrated, true-to-the-game movie from 1993. He told people then what they were doing and how they were doing. That's why that movie didn't do it. What it should have did, because he pissed off a lot. Of, he pissed off a lot of white people when he made that movie. And the fact that he had, um, oh my God, what is his name? He was dude was actually a real. He was a real congressman in the movie, and he this guy has played in a lot of movies. I can't think of his name. I'm gonna have to look it up. But he's played a lot of different roles and a lot of congressmen roles, but he's actually he was actually a real life congressman and he was at the time of the movie. Showing uh Lane, Oh my god, his name is Lane I wanna say Lane Thompson. Yeah, he's no longer with us. Well, rest um, in peace for Fred Thompson. But yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, he passed away, but he's in that movie. And that movie shows how they did it. And even even how Eddie's character gets elected in that movie shows you how easily it is for somebody to get elected. And then once he got in there and was like, okay, we can see what's going on, and he thought he was going to try to do something. And right. um, mm-hmm. Charles S. Dutton, he played uh, Rock from TV show. And he was in on the corner on HBO. He actually is, he plays another uh, senior congressman in that movie as well, trying to tell Eddie's character how things are done. And a lot of people you don't realize that some of the truest shit ever is that movie. Because he's trying to tell people this is what they're doing. They're taking the money. They're telling you they're doing these debates. They're they're doing these ads. They're doing these debates. They're doing these town halls, and they're telling you what you want to hear as far as what they're gonna do. But the bottom line is, when they get in there, it's like, oh wait a minute, we can't do this because we took this money because we took this money from this industry, so we can't come down here and come down hard on. Uh, these 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 right. this company for like, for dumping toxic chemicals in the water because we took their money. If you ever saw the movie, if you ever saw the movie, Aaron Brockovich with Julia Roberts, she played a character. Aaron Brockovich is a real life woman. She's still alive. Um, they're actually going to be bringing back bringing it back as a show. I think Shonda Rhimes is going to be doing it for Netflix. But Aaron Brockovich took on PG&E, which is the biggest utility in California it, um, and they actually were responsible for uh, that huge fire last year that started out in California because of their uh, shitty ass power line so Aaron Brockovich took them on years and years ago because they 
basically people that lived by their power lines all started developing cancer. So it was a cancer cluster. And they couldn't figure out why these people were developing cancer, people with no history of it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she took them on and she eventually won. And that was the start. I mean, that's one person. But the whole idea of these companies, these mega companies, whether it's a utility company, whether it's um, uh, basically any other company in the industry, if people, if they're lobbying your your uh, your congressman and your senator, you can best believe you're not going to get anything done that you want to get done for your community. On that note, we're going to hit a really it's not gonna commercial happen. break. We're going to come back and put a bow on the show. Still the radio. We are radio.com. Yo, what's up? What's up, bro? How you? Man, I swear, I know you ain't just called my phone crying. Let's read a birthday tomorrow, bruh. I'm still broke as hell, son. So what you calling me for? Go get her something. Ain't got no money. Ain't got no money. I mean, I got I got a few dollars. Well, that's all you need. Call Jazzy Marie. Oh, for what? Man, Jazzy Marie do my baby mama's nails, her hands and her feet. Man, my bitch should be looking rough, too. She need that, bro. Quit playing, bro. Man, look, I'm about to give you a number. Hold on. It's 440 440- Four five four four zero three four. Her name Jazzy Marie. Jazzy Marie. All right, what's what's the what's the, what's the number again, man? What's that code too? The number is four four zero four five four four zero three four. Okay. The promo code, if you want to save ten dollars, okay. don't forget. I need that man. Capital J M Squeeze. Squeeze, okay. All right. Thank you, man. JM Squeeze. Hey, man, you my best friend. Man. What's her you, name man. again? Jazzy Marie, man. Okay. I love her too, man. Thank y'all, man. Man, stop crying and get yourself a job or something. Broke ass, man. Fuck you. Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. Losing a loved one is hard enough. Worrying about how you will handle final expenses only adds to one of the worst moments of your life. Let Reggie Clemens help you address this very important need. With over 12 years experience, Mr. Clemens has the knowledge and wherewithal to help you deal with all situations. No exam is required for most plans. Auto, home, and renter's insurance is also available. Call 216-925-6577 for a free quote. That's 216-925-6577. Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. Hey, I'm Danny. A few of you may know me, or at least think you do. There's so much more than what meets the eye. Cleveland's on Hazel Green is back with another book of amazing tales. Danny's Tales. This self-published author always bring the heat. Follow my girl on Instagram at Hazel Green. That's Hazel with a Y, Green with an E, 216. Twitter, that's the same thing. Highlight them, man. Make sure you support the movement, because it's moving. Also, go to hazelgreen.com and purchase that for the low. I'm sitting here alone. I wish I had someone to help me play with my words make sure you enter my world with caution we interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin tune in to op nation talk every thursday seven and nine right here live at we are radio.com
216-772-3393. Hosted by Ray Sharp, Councilman Ernest L. Smith, and King Swisher. Every Thursday, 7 to 9. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. We Up Radio is one of the fastest growing online radio stations in the country. If you want to grow your business, promote and broadcast live for your event, or start your career in broadcasting, We Up Radio is the place for you. We have plans and services for everyone. Email us at eupradio at gmail.com to find out more, or you can call us at 216-772-3393. WeUpRadio.com. What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Squeeze. Each and every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., WeUpRadio.com. Check out the dopest show in the world, you heard me? Yeah, me and my homie Mook, we go out here, we go hard with the real hip-hop heads. We got that dope shit. If it's hot, we gonna play it, believe that. Tune in to the jungle, baby. Big Squeeze, Mook, 6 to 8, WeUpRadio.com. wristworkcustom.com get all of your exclusive bracelets so them joints is hot we're back gonna wrap the show up um we got about 15 minutes left to go so um today we had discussed um would you take a pay cut if for a relaxed dress code among other things what up halo oh uh, man you <laughs> what's going on <laughs> Shit. Well, a lot of listeners today, you know, they should get, you know, the dress code for them isn't as important to them and what they do. Uh, just to let you know, a couple of the listeners here, one uh, listener that commented is a registered nurse, so she gotta, you know, wear scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, in that instance. 
But we also spent a lot of time talking about um, just, mm-hmm. you know, the things that make that even a factor, which is the fact that a lot of companies are grossly underpaying workers and um, pretty much making it to where people are scared to say anything at work because they don't want to lose their job, you know. And the benefits that are offered don't cover the things that we as workers need covered. You know, we don't want to, you know, if you get sick, you shouldn't lose your job. You know, you know, period. Or you shouldn't be fired or, you know, you shouldn't have increased scrutiny at work because, you know, you had a child. You know, or what have you, you know. And a lot of that's Mm -hmm. been going on, you know. Or has gone on and is going on now. You have a lot of people that, you know, have seen people, you know, get fired or be on probation at work or on performance improvement plans because they recently got off of illness, you know, or their spouse have had a child or an adoption or have to take care of an ill parent. And instead of working with that, instead of working with an assistant, you know, the employee going through said traumatic experience corporations have you know try to push the employee out entirely well we don't need that you know which is why a lot of times we have certain employees you know like the single uh, male employer (laughs) with no children you know has the least you know corporate pressure and tends to go through the ranks in the company. You know, if you're a family man or if you're a woman, you know, then you're not, you're going to have a harder time. You're going to have a harder time going up the ranks because that single male worker is not missing work due to a sick kid or a sick spouse. They're not having children. You know what I mean? A lot of those things they're not dealing with, so they're able to dedicate more of their time to, you know, to the company. And, you know, mm-hmm. and when it comes to business, you definitely want to make sure that you have staff people that are profitable and that are doing their job. But <clears throat> it can't always just be about the straight bottom line. You know what I mean? Because a lot of companies have reached levels of success that they have now. Because in spite of the present results that that company was posting, you had people take chances on them and invest in them, even if they haven't made a profit in three years, five years, ten years. But if a worker, fast forward to now, if a worker has a bad quarter, you're letting them go. Or a bad month, you want to write them up, you know. Or they sick, you want to let them go. But when you was building that business, when you was in that garage, <laughs> and you had a dream, that those first investors, you know, gave you money. You know, when your credit was bad, when you had no credit. Talking to you, entrepreneur. You're talking to you. When you couldn't get a traditional loan from the bank. those investors gambled on you, you know, and gave you things that (coughs) if according to the standards you're holding your employees to, you shouldn't have got, you know, 
You wasn't credit worthy when you was building that business. But you want to <clears throat> let go of a worker or not hire a worker because of their current credit rating. It's like a, I was looking at um, an application months ago, and I thought to myself, yeah. they want entirely too much information on this application. And it's like, you don't need to know any of this, because if you don't hire me, I didn't give you all this information for no reason. And it's like these companies want to know right. they want to know your credit thing. score you, you had any charge off and it's just none of your fucking business. That couldn't pass the background check. Man. I've never heard that. Man. I, I mean, for real, I've never heard of cabinet position Dude. people couldn't well, pass clearance. <laughs> if you couldn't pass clearance, you couldn't get the job. You got government positions where you can't even work in and in this country you can't, dumb you can't pass people security clearance. You got multi-millionaire, billionaire people that can't pass security clearance. For real? Right. I mean, right now, with this administration, and we're okay with nobody it. Nobody can tell me that white privilege doesn't exist now. You cannot. This entire administration is ugly examples after another Man. of white privilege. Yep. Donald Trump in of himself is an example of white privilege. Dude, yep. if, if he was anybody else, yep. those banks would not have given him additional loans. Mm-hmm. No. At all. At all. No. But you know what, though? But that's he had already I'm, gotten but to that's that point. That's why he's going that's what overseas I'm to get you. money. That's why he's you know, getting money from the Saudi. He's getting money from the Russians. You are worshiping a person who we got a country full of dumbasses. You worshiping a person okay who absolutely has no good damn well, thing on their they own. They wouldn't get away with the they same thing. They were they this this dude is an invention of his father's and grandfather's money. Mm-mm. Everything this man in touched and failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but right, yep. And yeah, but to let them tell it, and look at you, you let them tell it. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Okay, like white have, bread. You have thousands. You, okay, you have Dozens, if not hundreds, of open positions, and Criminal. people are in acting positions because the people that could do the job was like, oh hell no, nah. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want no parts of this. You got you got full blown criminals. <laughs> Mm-hmm. operating right now and you have politicians that are like yeah that's bad but we've been doing that so nah nah and you know but the previous president you know they was like nah we're not gonna do anything yeah you you know this man that presented ideas that were their ideas and they were like nah because you presented it we don't want to do it and you, you and you're looking at a person who's a who's an Obama critic for real, for real, but we don't I'm want not going to sit back and act like that he didn't his his whole tenure wasn't obstructed by white supremacy because mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. it was you know, it, it was mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's been set up. They had it's eight years 11, to it's been, with yeah, a decent health care plan, and they didn't do shit. That we don't like this plan. What's your plan? Uh, you don't even have a plan. Right. And they still ain't came up with nothing better. And they still don't have a plan. That's the whole thing. Like, you want to shit on what he did on on a, on, a, on the Affordable Care Act. You can't even call it by its real name because that's how much of a bigot you are. That you can't call it by its actual name, but you have not come up with a better plan. That's the problem. And that's that's a lot of that's a lot of white people's problem right there. Right. They want to shit on shit, but you can't come up with nothing better. You just didn't want a nigga to do it. Right. And lose your job. So why don't you say what you mean and mean what you say and move <laughs> but the fuck on? A lot of them losing their jobs, <laughs> but the thing is, they get another one because you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are offering jobs that feel the way mm-hmm. they feel. So. And that's the th- and and the thing is is that you know looking at what's mm-hmm. happening, <coughs> the nation as a whole deserves it. Whatever happens over the next few years, you know, with you know, you've already had a situation where you've allowed a foreign power <laughs> to yeah. interfere in an election. You've had you've had a president that that, that yeah. has had. How do you, as the president, go yeah, and take and you're doing it again? Because you've taken money from them, so of course you're not going to go against the money. I don't understand why this is a hard time. If somebody was bankrolling you, are you going to come out and publicly shit on them? No. Exactly. That's like, like, if you the motherfucking plug. Never. And you got somebody that's bankrolling you, are you going to come out and shit all over your plug? Nah, but that's no, the thing. And, you're and not. the thing is, is that you have an entire political I mean, come on now. knows this. It just blows they my mind. They know it. You, you, sit, you got people that know that this is going on and are looking for any way, yeah. shape, or form to allow it to continue to go on. And the fact that it's Russia makes it mm-hmm. even worse. Really? Mm-hmm. Hold up. F- f- first of all, you didn't. We didn't sat back and allow yep. Turkey to bully us. Well, I mean, when you say again, when you're taking money, Turkey. Like well, I mean, when you take again, when you're taking money from certain individuals, that's like Smokey when he had Big Worm money. He won't talk all that yeah, shit about did. Big Worm, but you know what? You better have Big Worm money. He sure did. At the end, did he have Big Worm money? Yeah, he had Big Worm money. Sure did. You know what I'm saying? So he talked all that shit, but in the end, he still came up with that money. It's the same concept here. A lot of people don't realize that's what rich people do, especially when they get to the point where their credit is shows so shot in the U.S. to where the banks aren't loaning them any more money for business loans. You got to go over they can't see that. You don't see. It's like people seeing it. But you got the nation saying, "Dude, they act like this." Do you we, we, we see you? We see you. But they don't care. They're more upset. They still mad over. They're still mad at Colin Kaepernick for kneeling. But you're okay with your president you, you got a being full funded by the foreign right enemies. Okay, dumbass. But you at a Klan rally. Hooping it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
still. But you mad at Colin? <laughs> can't get a can't get. Colin still ain't got no job. Football. Man. <laughs> you got you got bums <laughs> playing Man. right now. You know, cert, you got certified bums. They got murderers, rapists, murderers, rapists, child molesters, child abusers, right. any and everything playing and in the NFL. Like said, but but Colin can't get a gig. Okay. At Colin Kaepernick, when you got a full blown clan member, you have you have a Klansman slash you know sexual assaulter <laughs> scam artist mm-hmm. supported by the Christian right mm-hmm. <laughs> saying that he was sent by sent by mm-hmm. was sent by plantation Jesus yep <laughs> you know but but that's the thing I mean and the, and like like I said before whatever mm-hmm. happens we deserve it the nation deserves it because the nation signed off on this shit. Now, regular people didn't, but the people that, you know, that you voted for because they have an R by their name or the person mm-hmm. that you voted for because they're talking that good shit about Muslims, Mexicans, and black people, you know, mm-hmm. you asked for it. You asked for it. Well, 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 we, well, he's not a politician. Maybe if you're the president, you might need to be a politician. <laughs> you might want to politics isn't just kissing babies and arguing mm-hmm. on CNN it's a lot that goes into that you know especially when you're talking diplomacy and interacting with different nations on the highest levels you know of governance it's a lot that goes into that and you can't be a fucking novice you can't give a fucking novice nuclear access codes you can't give a fucking novice a dude with shitty credit the keys to trillions of dollars of government money. Motherfuckers won't give you an unsecured credit card for $300 of your credit not right. <laughs> but this motherfucker is saying, nah, we're going to hold up $400 million of military aid that the, mm-hmm. that the Department of Defense approved. And y'all saying that's cool. You have a whole group of people that's saying, Dad, that's messed up. He shouldn't have did that, but he shouldn't lose his job over it. Y'all fire motherfuckers at Walmart. <laughs> if they take a 12-pack of beer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all drug testing dudes <laughs> for jobs at Target. And that motherfucker not drug tested. He don't get drug tested. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, it's so like this whole situation we're looking at right now, you know, on Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington D.C. is is, is straight up. It's, it's it's white privilege. If you you cannot walk away from these last three about to be four years and say that shit don't exist, you cannot with a straight face say that after looking at all the things that had went down even during the campaign mm-hmm. could you imagine if obama if a video released of him saying i grabbed her by the by the by the pussy during the campaign and they still <laughs> man come on man. I, it, it, it was just seeing these religious figures these these religious representatives of plantation mm-hmm. jesus swallow that shit and say well it's okay 
swallow that. But you impeached. You had a whole president impeached because he got dome and got getting dome in the White House. You impeached that man. Forgetting the program. And you have these Forgetting people the saying that it's wrong to have closed door proceedings. You know when they in fact endorsing on video saying we should do that. <laughs> I mean, the hypocrisy is disgusting. The hypocrisy is beyond disgusting right now. You know what I'm saying? Looking at these cats. That's why I like for me for now. And the thing is, is that you may be right, Halo, and that the millennials may actually save our asses because they're seeing they're seeing outright blatant hypocrisy. Back in our day, the hypocrisy was hid. Or maybe we didn't. Maybe we were too young to see it, but it was to the, to the point to where it was hid, and there was some sort of decorum about mm-hmm. the shit. You know, it was some sort of decorum about the shit. <laughs> so yo, we about to you know we yeah. gotta go. We gotta wrap this um, up. I got to go. This is my mom on the other hand. Right, we out. Catch you on next week.